5-4-3-2-1 You are listening to the Mango Tea Podcast with Jody and DK. We are a non-partisan Jamaican and Caribbean podcast for the diaspora. We give you tea with a slice of mango mm. and information on current events, politics and politics, finance, sports, and culture. We created this podcast for the diaspora to know what's happening in the Caribbean beyond the gossip. Welcome to a new episode of Mango Tea Podcast with Jody and DK, where we give you tea with a slice of mango. Welcome. Welcome. We've been giving them a lot of slices of mango this year, so hopefully everyone's excited. And you know what? Actually, a good amount of tea, but a a, a couple of slices as well. Yeah. With some sugar, too. (laughs) And a little salt, a little black pepper. (laughs) Sometimes we had some sour mangoes, we had some green mangoes, so we had to drop in uh, salt and pepper to kind of spice it up. Um, before we jump in, just want to make sure you subscribe, you also download the episode, you share, and you leave us a comment, you leave us a rating, let us know what you think. So this week, we're, we're talking another heavy episode, another um, heavy topic unfortunately, because people can't keep their hands to themselves. But before we dive into that, we're going to do Talawa in their Madakunt real quick. So Talawa in their Madakunt, if you're persisting, is is to any person, situation, or thing, it's a noun, where you persevere no matter what. You may be small, but you conquered that. You mm. Talawa in their Madakunt, you, you persevere no matter what. And this week, I'm giving it to Caribbean women, just because... Just because, just we've been we've been going through it psychologically all month, all month, and I just want to hail I just want to hail all women, all Caribbean women, women everywhere. To be honest, that's the that's that's so all the definitely worth celebrating. Of course, we're givers. We are the givers of life. We need to be worshipped. You know what? Right okay, now, okay, 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 wait, 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 wait. We drag we drag that one just now with the worship. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, <laughs> you let guys me are worth one more thing. One more thing. Right now, take up men. Mm. Take out your phones. Mm. Go to Cash App. Go to Zelle. Mm-hmm. Go to Google. Go to Western Union. Go to whatever money transfer service you use, and send a hundred U.S. dollars to a woman, a Caribbean woman, right? Mm-hmm. Do it right now, Zakari. I'm watching you. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> my phone. My phone is down. My Bye. phone is. Down. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. My phone is currently down. <laughs> But we celebrate you guys. We honor you guys, even without money. We honor you guys and we celebrate you guys for being definitely the backbone of, of the, the family, the backbone of the community, I'm the backbone of our offices. Okay, I'm not def- and I'm not deflecting it from the $100 of cash app. I'm just saying, even without $100, you guys are priceless. So you guys are worth celebrating, and I feel like it is important. Um, while a lot of our topics this month were heavy, um, we still think it's very important to celebrate the, the legacy and the hard work and just the beauty of women in the Caribbean and across the entire world. So we celebrate you, even if we don't give you a hundred dollars to cash up. Yeah, you can send it to Zakari, you can send my hundred dollars. <laughs> we'll um, take it by the budget. Um, also, we just want to also shout out one thing. I know we've been MIA um, for the last two weeks. We had mm-hmm. a few things happening um, to us um, personally and with the podcast. Mm-hmm. We were delayed, but we're trying to get back into motion. We're working on some awesome goodies so you can look live this summer and also have the information you need for um, Hot Street Summer. 
because the street <laughs> the street's gonna be wild. She love it. She said hot street summer. So it's gonna be a hot mango summer. The street. The street. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. The streets are gonna be calling us, right? The streets are gonna. Be, they're already calling us. Yeah. We got a little taste of the warm weather here in New York City on Friday, and trust me. Wait, you know what's gonna be wild? They're calling us. And I where I wanna go, but not really. I, I'd wait till a month after England, because mm. they're opening. Up, they're fully, fully opening up. I think it's June twenty first or twenty second, yes. and I feel like once it does, it's gonna be chaos and mess, and I cannot wait. Even though we're still anti the royal family, but I, I agree, we mm. should. Yeah, we should still step into the territories of the queen and take oh. over what is rightfully ours. Yeah, Dakari forced me <laughs> to watch The Crown season four, and honestly, mm, and I'm sure you're not disappointed. You were not disappointed. I, yeah, I was texting him like as like minute by minute, like what yes. I see, and <laughs> honestly, if I see good. certain people, and then we also saw the the Meghan Markle interview before. The, I saw, yeah, I saw that before that bombshell interview. Oof. Yes. I and I th- and I think I may watch The Crown season three, maybe even one. Well, I don't really, I, I don't yeah. really care about the family, but they, <laughs> the, <laughs> the institution and itself, like you know what my thought process is, they're bored. Like yeah. they they're really really bored, and all they can do is have sex with each other, and like not like the family. Well, technically, because some of the mm-hmm people that they have relations with are like distant cousins I'm so sure. they keep it within the family yeah within that high society so that yeah i hot watch highly recommend also recommend for you to watch small acts the series by steve mcqueen excellent one mm. two golden Glo- two golden globe awards I know they, they, they won a few awards recently mm. it's an amazing program i need to finish it Mm, 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 mm. And since, uh, since we're giving recommendations for what to watch and what to listen, I have a slight recommendation in celebration also of Women's History Month. Go listen to Jazz Elise's album. She's Jamaican. She just released a single. I think it's called Radio. Yeah, it is called Radio. The whole album is fire. So let's stream. I mean, we're not being paid for this, but since we're celebrating women and the achievements and their achievements, I feel like y'all need to just go celebrate Jocelyn's album is fire. So that's my recommendation for the day. Just start off with something sweet and, and mango-ish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but on that note, <laughs> oh God. Mm. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard um, what's happening in, in, in Jamaica and in the Caribbean. And unfortunately, when me and Jody were talking about this topic, I, in my, in my head, I was honestly exhausted and I did not really want to talk about this. Um, but I thought it was important for us to discuss this. We are a platform. We, we're not just here for the mango, but we're also here for the tea. We're not just here for the good stuff. Um, but on Wednesday, March 24th, right? So we're talking about Janice Jackson. She's a 24-year-old accounting clerk from Portmore, Jamaica. She was reported missing on, on Wednesday. Is um, it peace? Canice, I'm sorry, did I say Janice? Mm-hmm. Oh, Canice. Is uh, it Canice? It's K-H-A-N-I-C-E, so I'm guessing it's Canice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, she was reporting missing on Wednesday. Um, she's an accounting clerk from Portmore in Jamaica. The news came out on Wednesday, obviously, through the movement of social media. We all heard about it. I think at, at some point 
it was it's weird because I feel like for some there was a level of optimism because we we're thinking okay she's going to be found, but then I feel like after day one and then day two, our doubts um, came in, and then on Friday. She unfortunately, her body was found partially decomposed after she was raped and killed. Um, and this is unfortunately not an isolated case. In 2020, there were 124 children who were missing. 80% of those are girls. Um, after that, a number of dancehall artists, including Chancia, The Angel, Popcorn, Beanie Man, um, are all demanding justice, not only for Kanice, um, but they're also demanding strict measures in place to protect our women, protect our girls, to protect our children. Um, we did this whole, it's unfortunate, but we did an episode just this month on someone from Trinidad, um, a young woman Andrea whose body was Andrea. Yeah, I was just trying to find her name, sorry. Um, Andrea. And it is very exhausting um, when we think of stories like this. I think for me, I think it is exhausting because I feel like nothing is being done. Um, so we're gonna go. We're gonna get into the whole thing. We're not gonna make it long because I know this is heavy. But we are gonna dissect. I have a few points on measures that I think should be in place. Um, but for Jody, for you, when you heard of the story, and I know it's 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 crazy because we've had this topic already and we've had this same conversation. But when you heard of this story, again. What was your initial thought? I was just tired and annoyed and frustrated. Like, I was just tired and exhausted. Like, I'm still exhausted right now. Um, hearing, like, hearing and talking about it, but I know that it needs to be spoken about. And I'm, I'm literally just tired. Like, I, 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 I stay attuned of, I, I try to stay attuned of, like, what's happening across the entire region. And then Jamaica is, is home. So mm-hmm. I, I hear, like, crime has been, like, crazy. COVID has been crazy. And then we've been locked up in the house. But then like this, is, it, it's just exhausting. And then mm-hmm. there, there are other missing people cases too um, that have remained unsolved. There's even been a, an Instagram page started to kind of like um, a missing platform, like these women or children are missing kind mm-hmm. of deal. It is just, anno- it's annoying and frustrating. Like, leave me, leave us alone. Like, mm-hmm. keep your hands to yourself. Like, just leave us alone. Like, whatever she said or did, she probably didn't say anything. She, she was probably just mm-hmm. there. She was just breathing. And then you decided to do, oh my God. So the, I know the details are still slowly coming out. Mm-hmm. They said they have a suspect. They expect to charge someone within the next, before Monday. They have motive. They have all of this stuff. They have evidence. But honestly, it, it, it's frustrating because like that could have been could have easily been like I have relatives in, that live in Fort Moore. That could have been one of, it, it's 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 hard and it's that could have been me. Yeah. It could have easily been me just standing there and breathing. So it's it's always like, oh I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about oh she wasn't she wasn't doing anything, blah blah blah. We need to legalize pepper spray, spray. all this. But I'm just like, we've been down this path before. Like, it's the same thing we're kind of doing. Like, when we spoke to Feminine, they were talking about the new legislation where they legalized, um, what's it called? (laughs) We have have to have a permit. Like, like, that's not going to solve it. It's not going to solve it. And then I I saw a video a couple minutes ago, actually, on Instagram of a woman. The caption was, preparing to go outside as a Jamaican woman. And she had an ice pick, she had a knife, 
She had a tapener, a machete, a machete, excuse me for my Jamaican. <laughs> Prepare. And then when she and she packed her bag and she was still shaking to go outside. Like that's that's I don't like I don't leave my house. That's I don't leave my house. I'm gonna be free. Like, no. And when I think about what can be done to solve this, I think we need to re we need like systemic, we need like propaganda. So you know, in the nineteen um the nineteen 30s and 40s when like propaganda in America that machine was golden America has the best propaganda machine because it's like backed by science we need that in the Caribbean to for propaganda so p- people can leave other people's like people can leave women alone basically like mm-hmm. and then you, you know how I feel about this topic you everyone knows how I feel about this topic already um I I, I just feel like there needs to be like mass reprogramming because yeah. this, this this isn't working and i honestly i the prime minister went to go visit the um the mother. the mother and i was just like i literally rolled my eyes and i know you love him and all that but i rolled my eyes because i was like this is this is what's gonna what's i, I want to see what's gonna be done tomorrow mm-hmm. monday morning in parliament I want to see what bills are going to come like and then and then like they 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 have the the audacity to be with with abortion I I'm sorry go ahead sorry I'm no 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 I would I just wanted to break down we're going to break down the whole thing um and responses and I've I've jotted on three points um and three areas that I feel like should be addressed and I feel like they all have to be addressed addressed collectively when it comes down to cases like this and it comes down to issues of women's rights and comes down to issues of women women being raped, being abducted, going missing. And I feel like they're not in any specific order, but, and I'm sure one of them, I know you're going to may possibly disagree, but one, this culture of informer for dead thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a Jamaican term for those who do not know, we're talking about having people who are informing the governments or informing the cops or the police of of the person who may have been found or the person who was involved in a case like this. I feel like we've got to get to the point where we're going to have to start making, we're going to have to get rid of that culture of it, it, it being negative to inform the authorities of something that may lead to the person who's involved like in a rape case being. I feel like for instances like this, and my apologies for cutting you off. No, no, that's alright. I feel like for instances like this, I feel like it's becoming more. I feel like people don't have that mentality. It's certain, no, but like, I... certain instances, because mm-hmm. like a lot of people, like my favorite artist, artist with an accent to goo, um, Govi Govi, the Jenna, mm-hmm. Governor. He's all. I mean, they. I feel like it's more. It's less infam of a dead. It's more jungle justice. Let the community deal, deal the way the 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 hammer of justice. And for those who don't understand what jungle justice is, jungle justice is, please explain to them. So it's basically instead of going to say the police, the authorities, all this, the community deals with it. So in Jamaica's instance, we have what's in certain areas. You have what's called. And it's usually in um, horror areas. Um, uh, you have what's called a don. He's like the community lead, like, like the a not so formal community leader. He is like the the for Americans, I would say like 
the hood, the hood dude, like the, the lead hood dude, or like the drug king. Not, not, you know, sometimes they're not necessarily into drugs, but like they're kind of like the drug king of the area. They run the area. They know everything that's happening. So in some instances, like say if there's a rape, they people in the community go to the, the Don and say XYZ happened and the Don deals the ways, the, the Don is the judge and the justice happens. And even if there isn't a Don, Sometimes, like, a group of people can get together and be like, yo, we're going to kill him. And they go, and the, the mob or group goes and kills the person. And, I mean, jungle justice has been, it, it's, it's, it's happened before. Like, I remember a couple years ago, there was a case where a child, like a boy, he was, still hurts me, haunts me to this day. He was walking to school. He lived in a rural area. And a man abducted him molested him and burned his body the community found out they hunted him down and murdered and honestly i'll, I'll have to disagree with the whole just jungle justice thing only because i don't believe in supporting this done culture and that's just me yeah i don't believe i don't believe in this done culture um while i know the jamaican government is corrupt and while i'm under, while i understand that it is sometimes hard to go to the authorities um quote unquote authorities to report certain cases like this and certain a lot of these cases unfortunately when you do report them they're not being heard i'm dissecting this but i remember there was a tweet by someone i don't remember the person's name i don't know if they're famous or not but this girl she said that she was in halfway tree um for those who are from jamaica you know what i'm talking about it's a busy part of jamaica this is part of kingston and she said she was being followed by this guy and she was walking from block to block from road to road and obviously she knew she knew she's been followed and she she reported it to the cop and the cop one of the cops said i would follow you too as is to say okay she is she's a gorgeous woman any man would follow her because she is mm -hmm. good looking and like i understand people's reservations when it comes down to not wanting to tell the cops but i all but i still feel like at the end of the day a lot of people there are a lot of cases where a lot of people are not informing the authorities because of fear of retribution their their fear is that people are going to there's going to be a sense of backlash there's going to be somebody's going to come after you and i feel like it's also the government's fault it comes down to that because they're not there is no level of protection for people who are informing the authorities of cases like this so I feel like we've got to dismantle. For me, I just feel like we've got to dismantle that culture where people feel like it is okay. I saw something. It is okay for me to go there, go to the, to the authorities and report that case. So that's that. Point number for number two, the government. We've always, as much as you know, you know I love Andrewness, but I also feel Did like Andrewness. I yes, just clarify that Andrewness and Andrewp. The government of Jamaica, the government of Caribbean countries like Trinidad and other and a few others, there we have got to get to the point where we hold them account them accountable for these people's lives. I feel like it is sometimes it seems hard to blame. Like it's hard to blame a president or a prime minister for the death of a woman like this or a girl like this. But when we I feel like the blood has to be on their shoulders because I feel like there are measures that should and must be taken and put in place in order to protect women. And they're not putting these measures in place. They're not trying, they're not making efforts. Women are feeling afraid. They don't want to go outside. They are afraid of walking the streets. And I feel like the government, you are elected not only just to provide 
and to guide the country, but you are, you are elected to protect the people. You're elected to protect the citizens that voted for you. And I feel like measure not being taken in place. One measure I feel like they need to ins- reinstitute, and it might, so here's the thing, people have their opinions on this, but I feel like one measure they need to institute is the death penalty. So if you are found that you raped or, or murdered a young girl, an underage child, whether boy or girl, you should face the death penalty. I feel like at this point in the, the country and this point in the Caribbean, we have to take strong measures and, and basically tell the people that you are serious about this topic. We cannot have young girls and young boys go missing and their bodies are found decomposed. That could be my sister, that could be my best friend, that could be you, that could be any girl I know. And you cannot tell me that young girls sit and realize that they're hearing all these stories and when they hear it, they don't see that that person is fully penalized. If they even are caught, they're not being penalized. You cannot tell me that somebody is going to prison for 10 years or raping somebody or somebody is getting away. We've heard way too many stories. So mm-hmm. I feel like point number two, it is the, the government at this point, I feel like the government needs to be held accountable. The blood, unfortunately, has to be on their shoulders at this point. And it's time for them to act. I agree and I disagree. I think what mm-hmm. needs I think where the reform needs to happen is in police departments. And it's been, uh, it's, it's been a consistent thing. Because again, when we spoke to Feminit, um, shout out to Feminit, uh, it, it seemed like there was like a, I don't want to, uh, like a stupidity, not stupidity, idiocy, ignorance. I don't, I, I can't touch on the word, but it's there mm-hmm. on my tongue. But it seems like there's some, some lack of empathy with the mm-hmm. departments and yeah. women are scared. Like the comment that the girl said that when the, she was walking in halfway tree and the cop said, I would follow you too. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah. feel like I've heard that before. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there needs to be huge reform uh, across the board in all, in most Caribbean countries with their police departments. A hundred percent. I think that's where we start. Yeah. I think we need to educate one, educate the public, but I think the police departments need to be heavily reformed. Can guys, we had a, we had an interview with Can. Unfortunately, um, we had some issues with the audio, but she did bring up a wonderful point where the issue, the major issue with crime in Jamaica, was the lack of discipline in the police department, and I mm-hmm. think it affects all facets of. It affects all facets of the police department. Um, I, I think that's where we start, to mm-hmm. be honest. We reform the police department. Will it happen? Because honestly, the why is why are dons a thing? Like I remember, I will never forget. I was talking to a cousin of mine, and she was saying, in life in Jamaica, you need to know three three people. You need to know a politician. You need to know a police officer, and you need to know a don. Because what the politician and the police officer can't do for you, the Don definitely can. And it's true. And that's a sad. I, it's true, I, but it's also sad. And that's I, why I don't I don't support this jungle whatever term it's jungle, jungle, jungle justice. Jungle yeah. Justice. I mean, because also there have been a lot of instances where some of these said dons have also raped and assaulted and murdered women. And that well. was gonna be one of my point. What happens when the, the Don becomes a rapist? What happens when the Don becomes the murderer? Sometimes that Don gets killed or sent to prison or something. Listen, listen, karma, karma is a bitch. But yeah, I I think it starts with, it starts at reforming the police departments. 
why are women not com comfortable coming to police departments when they're, I've, I've also seen it where I remember um, a neighbor, like I was super young, a neighbor of mine, she was being abused and she went to the police department and she reported it and they didn't do anything at all. I think she, her family eventually came and got her and she left and escaped. Um, but they, the, the, the person that was abusing her, nothing, nothing happened to him mm -hmm. at all. So I, I think that's where we start. I think there needs to be some serious education across the board, mm -hmm. across the board. And then just like in the way that like people, again, people need to keep their hands to themselves, just leave, leave women alone. Mm -hmm. And then people are, people are probably saying, I think I saw somewhere that she, they were like, she probably said something and still gives you no right to touch a woman like that. Because she's walking half life. naked on the street, it does not give them the right to touch her. I could be walking around butt naked with touch, like sexy tattoos on my body and I would have gotten a breast lift and a BBL and gone to Dr. Miami and looked like a goddess covered <laughs> in chocolate and sprayed mm. in gold. You still cannot touch my, you still cannot no, no, touch right, me. No. I could be walking in Times Square. You cannot touch me. I could be walking in Port of Spain. You cannot, I could walk in Bridge. No, you cannot touch me. Mm -hmm. You should not, you should not touch women. Like, Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, like, when is enough enough? Because mm. there's there's always story like there. And you know what the thing is too. I I said it before. Like I think we were having a one on one conversation. We were talking about like um, uh, showing crimes, um, showing murders of black people on, tel on mainstream television. Mm -hmm. I feel like with hearing these stories again and again, they're, they're leaving marks on people. That's trauma, yeah. that's PTSD. It affects people in the long run. I think mm -hmm. when, when, when these incidences happen, people kind of gloss over it and they're like, oh, I'm tired, blah, 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 blah. But that is, that's trauma, that's PTSD. Mm -hmm. That affects the workforce. And this is why politicians should care. It affects your work. One, it takes someone out of the it takes someone out of society, one. Two, it, it affects the work, like it, it affects your, your workforce. It, it affects mm -hmm. product, productivity. It affects your economy. And to have mm -hmm. this happen again and again, and then you're gonna say our prayers and condolences, no, I want you to do something about it. I'm yeah. tired, I'm tired. Yeah, part of the reforming um, cop, and this is a small point, I think reforming cop, reforming the police system in Jamaica shouldn't not should not only involve getting rid of the bad cops but I feel like it should also involve um changing their pay scale so I feel like maybe they should be paid more and I'm not saying that I hope this is comments is not misconstrued but I'm not saying that okay they are doing they're just not caring because they're being underpaid I'm just saying I feel like once you reform the system and you get rid of those who are involved with dons and who are involved in covering up instances like this or those who are involved with cases where a girl comes to you and you just brush it to the side or a woman comes to you or a boy comes to you and you brush it to the side i feel like after we've gotten rid of all those people we should also start to change the pay structure and i feel like they should feel that their job is worth it and i feel like we also need to start making sure that they know that they are essential to our safety um because at the end of the day they are i mean here in the U.S., in the United States, 
that's a bit, I mean, it's sketchy for a black person, but at the end of the day, if something's happening in your neighborhood, the first person you'd want to call is a police officer. So I feel like we need to also make sure that they know they're essential to our safety, so that, when, so that they feel a sense of pride in doing their job, so that they feel like, at the end of the day, they're doing something that is going to be, is beneficial to the country. They're doing something to protect a woman. They're doing something to protect their daughter, their child's teacher. They're doing something to protect their aunt. They feel, they need to feel like they're doing something. So I feel like when we talk about reforming um, the police system, it should involve that. I'm going to my third point, but I don't know if you had something else to say. On oh, the you had a third point? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Third and final. My fault. No, no, no. The third and final one. Well, and then we can go from here. Um... I don't know. You're gonna disagree with me. What do you think? I'm. What, what do you think is my? Just say the topic. You think I'm about to go to the No. Mm. Yeah, I. The, I, the culture. I'll put it at that. Um, the culture involves dance off. One. Oh my God. Uh, I know you got listen, but listen. Hear me I, out I'm first. Listening. I'm listening. Hear me out first. I've always said that dance off has helped. And it's helped. And when I talk about dancehall, I'm not saying that dancehall is the sole cause of issues like this. And I'm not saying dancehall is the sole reason. I'm not saying eliminating dancehall will eliminate violence against women. But I feel like that we have to get to the point where that the dancehall culture, and I say culture because there are two points with culture, but one part is dancehall. The dancehall culture has aided this idea or this misconstrued idea of women being objects. And I feel like that is part of the reason why men grow around thinking that a woman's body belongs to him, that he has ownership and that he has a right and that she should be sexualized and that she should be viewed as an object and that she has no right to herself. Because the, to me, the dancehall culture helps and aids and perpetrates this that notion. So I feel like reforming the dancehall culture in terms of how they view, not how they view women, but how they articulate points about women, about their bodies, about what they should do and not do to a woman. I feel like there is this spread that women are objects and I feel like we've got to get to the point where the dancehall culture does not make a young man feel like a woman is, is his property. The dancehall culture does not make a man feel like he can just go around and have sex with everybody and do anything to a woman because she is some form of sexual object. I, growing up, I feel the dancehall culture to me has aided that. And two, with culture, there are countless songs that I'm sorry that I didn't bring one lyric, but there are countless songs that talk about digot and stab out women. And we're talking about, and I say digot and stab out, but y'all know what I mean when I say digot and stab out. And I feel like it's this this idea of women being sexual objects, and we cannot deny that. It doesn't, it doesn't, and I'm not talking about the fact that I'm not saying that it's the sole reason. That's why I brought up three different points. Mm -hmm. of how we can change this thing but i feel like it has contributed and jody you know it has contributed well here's the thing and i'm not downplaying dancehall i'm not saying dancehall is not an intricate and important part of our culture it is it is the there is so much beauty in dancehall music there is beauty in the genre of the music there is beauty um in the artistry or art of the music and the part it is ingrained in our culture dancehall is a part of who we are it's part of the reason why people love jamaica but you have to also highlight How, the negative. Why people visit Jamaica too? Let's not that too. Yeah, exactly. And I'm so I'm not saying eliminate mm -hmm. dancehall. I'm saying let us shift it. Let's shift the way we, the way we express ourselves. Now lyrics, and I'm talking about the lyrics. I, and this is my fault that I did not bring up my specific, specific lyrics. But if I find one, I'll post it on the Instagram. Page. I mean, I, 
I agree and I disagree. I think there is a fine line, um, like with, with most things. I think, yeah, I agree. There are some lyrics mm -hmm. that are very testy, but there are also some lyrics that I personally, I feel like they're um, empowering. Like going back to my, um, uh -huh. my, my artist, Governor, he said he had a lyrics, he had a song, it was called, um, uh, he has a lot of women's empowerment songs, if you think about it. Um, yeah. He has a song with ecstasy. Uh -huh. I forgot the name of it, but he, uh, a lot of his songs, he's he's been a huge proponent of women's rights, saying, uh -huh. um, one, of course, spend, he spends his money in women, send uh -huh. a Caribbean woman $100 right now, cash app, Venmo, all the things. Oh, that's where you got that from. <laughs> <laughs> But he he's he's um he he's been very vocal about it. He said he said gunshot for any man with rape woman and popcorn mm -hmm. has also um been a huge I almost feel like it was his sister which basically mm -hmm. been. he he's come out I mean he's come out with a, he came out with Jungle Justice the song but he's gone mm -hmm. before the government before and said we need to reinstitute capital punishment and hang these like hang these people that rape and abuse women so mm -hmm. i definitely think yes some lyrics are so, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say it, yes some lyrics are is it to blame no 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 no. is it, it are some lyrics suggestive definitely um mm -hmm. but it, it's it's not 100 percent to blame and i think with the tide of how dancehall is going now i think that tide is changing where men are saying you cannot rape a woman. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I think people have been very, very, very vocal about it. And then you have the the women in dancehall too, like the iconic Aishana with the the women's empower, the feminist icon, iconic feminist dancehall song, um, mm -hmm. equal rights and justice. So I, yes, I agree, but I also think that there there's a huge force in dancehall that's mm -hmm. condemning rapes and assault. Huge, huge, huge. And I agree with that. I, I, and hopefully nobody takes my, my comment to say um, there aren't people. Because clearly in the opening, I did talk about the, the dance artists who were vocal about this issue of Ms. Jackson. Um, and they definitely spoke out against it. So I'm not saying that dance, there are dance artists who are not only speaking up against issues like this, but they're also speaking up against these issues in their lyrics and I props to them we celebrate them but I'm not it's just like when we talk about the good cops and the bad cops we have to we have to talk about both aspects and I feel like that that, that is a part of it the second part about culture that I feel like needs to shift is the culture the, the this masculinity culture that is in Jamaica and I feel like that's Caribbean in the Caribbean yes in the Caribbean that's and that's my final point when it comes down to culture um there has to be some form of shift when it comes down to how men view themselves and how they view women, how they are taught from they are young, um, how they see women as being certain objects and how they view women in relationships, how they view um, just women as being equal to them. I feel like we have got to start teaching our young men that. Same thing with the the, 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 the dance culture. We have to start teaching young men that women are not objects and that you a woman must be celebrated and also if a woman says no it is simply 
No, that's just it. There's no, you should not force it. You don't push it. Maybe we also have to start shifting how we talk about dating because clearly it's this whole aggressive thing where I feel like, okay, if I, if a girl tells you no, you need to be, you need to push it because I feel like, okay, maybe she don't know what she wants. Yes, she knows what she wants. If she wants to, she wants to. If she don't want to, she don't want to. If she says no, it's not she's paying hard to get. She simply says no. And I feel like men need to get to the point and young boys need to get to the point when, when they're talking to women, we have to realize that if she says no, she says no. That is it. There's this level of toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity that happens in the Caribbean that needs and has to shift. Because if that does not shift, we're going to constantly have issues like this. Because at the end of the day, the problem with, with toxic masculinity and this major patriarchal system that we have is that we have men in positions of power and they're the, they're the ones who are deciding and making and make, and deciding that, wo that woman's voice is not heard. We unfortunately have men still in the, the police system, men, in government, men, in our schools, in our corners, men, in our churches, men. So when women have issues of sexual harassment and sexual assault, and they've been raped, we're not, they're not being heard. The issue is they're going to men. They're going to men who think, unfortunately, think the same way. It goes back to that girl that said, she went to the cop, the cop said, I would have followed you too. She's going to men who are not understanding. And trust me, if she had gone to a female cop, and it's weird, she'd gone to a female cop, I'm sure the response would have been partially different, even though Jamaica has also a problem with this patriarchal system and women, mm -hmm. women take slight blame. And I think it's also how they were they were brought up. So we hear instances, even to deflect a little bit, but we hear instances of cheating um, with men with men and women. Lots of Caribbean women or Caribbean mothers would say, "As a man stay," or "As a man think that," or "It's like okay, so you're not allowed to do certain things, but it is okay for men to do." So there has to be a shift when it comes down to masculinity, yeah. I mean, masculinity like, the uh, within Caribbean, the culture. So. With this toxic masculinity, like. You can't eat a banana because it's... Oh, did you see that video? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I, 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 saw, like, I saw the video. You saw that video of I the guy. He was in a hibachi place, hibachi restaurant. Oh, no, there's a one. He was in a hibachi I restaurant. I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, and I the guy that. was throwing him the, the, the steak at him, but I guess because the steak... And the guy, happened. yeah. He was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Come on. Please. I, <sighs> I, yeah, this is, this is hard. This is really hard. Yeah. But you know what? I know that I'm putting in the work, I'm doing the advocacy, and I'm I'm teaching my my when I have children, I'll teach my children to keep their hands to themselves. And mm -hmm. I will not try I will try and not to perpetuate this toxic masculinity culture that mm -hmm. we have. Because yeah. that's to me that's a that's a root cause of this all. That's a root cause of this all. Men just feel like at the end of the day you can't tell them no. They feel like okay, they have all right. We've gotten this. It's, you know, it's ingrained in our culture. It's ingrained in the system. It's ingrained in how we were brought up. That's why men back in the day they used to slap you up on the butt. It's almost like you were supposed to you were supposed to kiki and laugh with them. Well, at least for women, you're supposed to kiki and laugh with them because that was supposed to be okay. But they whistled at you. It was supposed to be you were supposed to feel empowered because men were whistling at you. No, I mean, I love that there was a generation. Um, of women and young girls who are now 
deciding that they're really speaking up against these issues. And there are young men, too. That's not the, um, I don't want to put them aside. But there are a generation of young men who are really making it vocal um, that yes. things must change. And shout out to those. Shout out to the young women, the young girls who are sh making their voices heard. Even and the some, young men, too. Even some older men, too. They are... Yeah. They are. Yeah, and, and we definitely need, we also definitely need the older men to start to stand up and to say something because at the end of the day, a lot of these cases, a lot of these situations are with old men. The person that who apparently, who allegedly is involved in the rape and death of Kenise Jackson is apparently a 50 year old man that lives in our community. So we have got to. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's all about speaking. working together. Like my favorite, oh, we said we're going to be doing proverbs at the end of every episode. My mm. proverb for this week, I heard it in um, a song. One hand can't clap. Mm. So the we individually, we can't, we can't. It can't work with us. Together, it will work. It has many hands. Yeah. And that's the best way to end this episode. Definitely. One hand, one hand can't clap. We have got to do this together. Yeah, we have. All so. right. Um, Everyone, thank you for listening. I know it was hard. It was hard. It's really hard for us. It's really it's hard. Um, but we made it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. We have. Um, we're gonna try and bring in two people. Um, special guests. Very very special guests um, from some very. Sure would say two illustrious guests. Illustrious guests. <laughs> she loves that word. I'm yeah. sure y'all can tell. I do. I um, when I was in prep school we had the list of the the big words and that was that was my word illustrious good, good is wordy, wordy yep i was yep i was in the spelling bee don't ask me how to spell it now but i was in the spelling bee. <laughs> let's try let's try illustrious illustrious to like us on social media um don't forget to share with your friends and family um yeah yeah, and one important part, don't forget to make your voices known. We're yeah. making our voices known about issues surrounding women. Your voice is definitely important in this whole conversation. So let your voices also be heard. You can always drop your comments on what you think about issues related to the topic in our comment section. Okay. All right. Thank y'all. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mango Tea Podcast and, of course, sipping tea with us. Like this episode, download, and most importantly, share. Follow us on all social media at Mango Tea Podcast. And, of course, don't forget your mango.